As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan here. Welcome back to the show, Built to Last. It is Thanksgiving week uh, when this episode gets aired. In fact, it's a couple of days before Thanksgiving at eight o'clock at night as I sit here on my childhood bedroom floor recording tonight's or today's episode, depending on when you're listening to it. So today's topic is all about being an entrepreneur and a person who is agile and adaptable instead of being fragile and inflexible. So tonight is going to be, or today rather, tonight for me as I record this, uh, it's going to be super candid because my family has been going through some things over the last three months, three and a half months, almost four now, that were very, very unexpected. And I will get to that in a minute. And the same very unexpected actually very scary occurrence is still going on and is still creating unexpected um, matters to happen that we do not have in our big, grand, perfect plan of how we want our lives to go, how we want our businesses to go, and this week, how we want our Thanksgiving plans to go. And, you know, it's... I think it's so easy for us to say, you know, life happens, things are going to happen, right? We all have heard that since we were little kids, life just happens. And for some reason we get in, from my perspective and observation, even more been out of shape when things don't go as planned in our businesses. If we don't hit our financial goal for the month, if we don't hit our enrollment goal for a group coaching program or a mastermind or a live event or a retreat, if we don't hit our launch goal, if technology goes completely haywire and what we had planned like totally doesn't work. I mean, how many times have you tried to go live on Facebook and you couldn't even go live? How many times have you planned a launch and you show up to teach your day of content and technology completely doesn't work. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Facebook shut down for the whole day. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably remember that day. And I had clients who had scheduled day one of their live launch events to occur on that day. I have some colleagues and peers who were expecting six-figure launches and they go to, to press go live with an entire audience of people waiting for day one, because I believe this happened on a Monday and all, everybody all found out when they pressed, you know, they went on Facebook to press go live and they couldn't go live, you know? And when you plan launches like that, you're, you're planning for weeks, sometimes even months out. You've spent a lot of time, effort, energy, and money with your team, with graphics, 
with emails going out, promotions. You've got hundreds, if not thousands of people who have signed up. You've sent out calendar invites. You've probably sent out three reminders in the last 24 hours leading up to that. You've got a workbook everybody has downloaded. You've assigned everyone a cohort leader or a success coach or uh, someone who's going to be supporting them throughout the launch. You've got the Facebook group all set up and that's where people are gonna be posting their action items. It's where all the communication is gonna happen. It's where the community building happens. And all of this plays a lot of uh, significance in your enrollment for the actual launch. So what do you do when you show up after all that work and all that energy ready to give it to people and you can't even use the technology that you were planning on using that everyone is expecting you to use, what do you do? So this is where you have to be really agile and adaptable. As an entrepreneur who has big goals, who has an audience of eager people waiting, you have to have a backup plan. You must, you yourself and your team must be prepared ahead of time, not just in the physical, not just in all the external things like, oh, you could go live on Zoom and quickly send out the Zoom link. You know, that takes all of 30 seconds to set up and send out, a, you know, smoke uh, flare gun, send out flares in the form of an urgent email to the list of attendees, letting them know, hey, we're not meeting on Facebook. We're meeting on Zoom. Come over here. Some of my clients did that that day. I have a colleague who turned their whole, like they moved their entire launch in one split second to a completely different platform and they used YouTube and they streamed live on YouTube and all they had to do because they had all of those people's email addresses who were waiting to attend that week-long launch, they sent out an email blast saying, here's the link, come find me on my YouTube channel, we're going to go live here and you know, the way that YouTube functions, it's really similar to Facebook in terms of being able to live stream your live video through a video feed so that people can receive that. And then they can comment down below, just like you would be doing inside of a Facebook group. And then you can figure out very easily, where are we going to build community if we can't use Facebook? And you, you know, you, I'm, I'm going to say this as an entrepreneur who's highly committed to being of service, providing value and honoring your commitments and operating at a level of excellency, no matter what is happening, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your company. You owe it to your team. You owe it to your audience. You owe it to your clients and you owe it to everybody watching you to follow through. Even when there is a tech glitch, even when there's honestly any type of glitch, you, you can actually handle it. You really can but you must have certain things in place so that it is easier for you to respond and react in a way that is aligned with where you desire to go. That's aligned with your true integrity. That's aligned with your true character. That's aligned with your vision. That's aligned with the leader that you desire to be. So I was reading on a, I'll get to my family situation in just a minute. I'm sure you're like on the edge of your seat to hear what, what just happened to us this week. Uh, and again, it's been going on for about four months now. So hold that thought. I was perusing inside of a Facebook group recently. It's a group that has about 500,000 people in it. 
it's great to connect with folks. It's great for market research and things like that. And I go in there and give value every once in a while and comment on people's posts, especially when they have questions that I feel like I can really add value to. I love doing that. And someone made a post was really well articulated and they weren't really whining or complaining. I don't ever respond to anybody's post where they're whining and complaining, but this person said, you know, what do you do when something completely unexpected happens in the middle of a launch? And if I remember correctly, I don't think she was referring to technical glitches. Like the example I just gave, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the post she was referring to like things in life happening, you know, maybe it's a health thing or your kid gets sick or like something goes on. How do you not just like completely fall off the wagon? What do you do? How do you handle that? And, you know, my response, I don't remember my response word for word, but my response to that was you finish it. You cross the finish line. You don't just roll over and give up. You don't succumb to unexpected events happening and unexpected circumstances that are not the picture of perfection because that's not true reality. We don't live in a world where everything goes the way we want it to go. You know, for most of us, like nothing goes the way we actually really want it to go in terms of like every single little minute detail in any area of our lives. So my response was, you don't give up, you follow through, you figure out a way to make it work, you dust yourself off. And I also said, what helps you have the ability to do that with greater levels of ease is that you go into your launch or you go into whatever you're going into, whether it's a trip, a vacation, hiring a team member, hosting a team meeting, running a call. Uh, hosting a week-long launch, uh, running a retreat, hosting an event, you go into that with a plan and everybody helping you knows what the plan is. And everybody helping you knows where all the parts and pieces of the plan exist. So that if a team member doesn't show up or calls in sick for two days, there's another team member who knows that person's role, who knows how to pick up the slack who knows how to log into their information, who knows where they store things so that they can jump in and again, pick up the slack. So when you have a plan in place, it's so much easier to be adaptable and agile, not fragile and inflexible. It actually allows for greater ease and flow. You know, those are two buzzwords. I don't use those a ton, but it just seems like they're just like the two hottest buzzwords of the season. And I think people use them because they're seeing everybody else use them, honestly. So everybody wants ease and flow. Well, sorry, you're never going to get ease and flow the way you think you're going to get ease and flow or the way you're expecting to get ease and flow. Ease and flow does not mean rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and cotton candy all the time. Ease and flow does not equal perfection. Nothing will ever be perfect. You will invite greater levels of ease and flow, and you will approach what's going on in your life and your business from the perspective of ease and flow. You do not just get ease and flow because you ask for and want ease and flow. You have a perspective of ease and flow. 
you are going to enter into circumstances that are, you know, honestly, not very welcome. You're going to approach those with ease and flow. You're going to approach them with more calmness. And I promise I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my own business. I have seen it in every single one of my clients' businesses as well. When they enter into a season, a project, a day, a launch, an event, a retreat with a dialed in plan in place, the plan never goes as planned. Mind you, no one ever, nothing ever goes as planned. There's always a glitch, a hitch, a hiccup, something, some sort of circumstance they never could have planned for. It always happens without fail. Those who came into it though, with a plan, it is 100 times easier for them to adapt and course correct and make really fast, powerful decisions that are even better than the original plan they had, all thanks to the unexpected occurrence that came. That is a mindset. And no matter how big your business gets, no matter how grand your life becomes, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many clients you have, no matter how celebrity status, whatever it is, whatever is important to you, you, nothing is ever going to go as planned, but have a plan in place. All right. So you're probably like, okay, what's this thing that's going on in your life? So I'm going to give you another personal example because sometimes it's like, okay, I get it. Something doesn't go as planned in my business. I have to be agile and adaptable, but what if, you know, I'm a businesswoman, you're a businesswoman and you've got kids, you're, you're a mom, you're also a wife and something happens with your husband or something happens with one of your kids. What do you do? Unexpected things are going to happen all the time. Different, very, various different levels, right? Some things are, are worse than others. Some things are heavier than others. Some things are more challenging to deal with than others. So about four months ago now, almost four months, it'll be four months in about a, two weeks. My husband, Sean, he is 49 years old. He will be 50 in, in December. He had a heart attack a little less than four months ago, completely unexpected, super healthy. If you look at him, he looks like the picture of health. I'm not kidding. He's got a six pack. He's got muscles. We go to the gym five days a week, sometimes six. Uh, we do cardio. We do weights. He was a personal trainer for nine years. He was a massage therapist for like 10 years. He has been in health and wellness his entire career. So 25 plus years, he's been in the health and wellness industry and he knows what he's doing in that category as well. So we were uh, for, for a couple of days, was, again, four months ago, he was feeling just some weirdness in his chest and back. But when I say weirdness, it was like muscle soreness, like you had gone to the gym and had a great workout and you're sore. So that's kind of what we thought it was. And we were going to the gym he was just really noticing it. And that went on for a couple of days. And then we were at the gym and it was worse. And so we left, but heart attack never entered into his mind because he thought it was just sore. And the next morning he woke up, he was still feeling that feeling. We head off to the gym, we're in the car and he goes, something is just really off. This does not feel right. I do not know what's going on. I can't go to the gym. So we came home, he was kind of starting to freak out. And in that moment I knew as a wife, okay, when my husband is like kind of getting to this freak out mode, something is wrong. 
let's just go to the emergency room, which is very unsettling in this day and age because you're, the patient has to walk in by themselves. No guests are allowed into the emergency room. So he goes in and they ended up running tests. Lo and behold, he's having a heart attack and his, uh, the artery that they call the widow maker was 99% blocked. And then another artery was 86% blocked. So he was immediately admitted. They put in two stints. He stayed overnight. He came home the next day around five o'clock. And, you know, there's a protocol, pretty much anybody who has a heart attack, they put you on four different medications. One of those is for blood pressure and his blood pressure is not high to begin with, but they put him on it. So the hardest thing for him has been adjusting to being on medications and figuring out when to take those based on his eating schedule, based on his workout schedule, the blood pressure medicine has been honestly horrendous for him because it has made his blood pressure drop so low that he feels dizzy a lot. And just, you know, the best way to describe it is he feels really weird. So that took um, months to adjust to. And he actually had a doctor's appointment a couple of weeks ago and they said, yeah, you do not need this. You don't need this, this particular medication. Just start weaning yourself off, which has also been, it has presented its challenges as well. So, you know, having a heart attack, young age, completely unexpected, um, kind of freaks you out and it puts a wrench in a lot of what you thought were going to be your future plans. Um, my husband is also a stage three C testicular cancer survivor. He had cancer about 18 years ago. He's had a hip replacement. He has blown out his knee. Um, just a lot of different things have occurred in his life over the last 20 years. And you start to wonder, okay, I am one of the healthiest people walking on the planet. I take impeccable care of myself. Sean eats incredibly healthy. I'm talking like lean turkey fish chicken and grilled vegetables and some fruit. That's about it. Eats really healthy, takes really great care of himself. He's also a coach. He's a hypnotherapist and a certified high performance coach. And he, you know, he's always helped other people with their health. And so you start to wonder in your own mind, like, why, why is this happening to me? And why can I help everybody else? And I can't figure out what's going on with me. And so I think that is really taken its toll on Sean mentally and emotionally, and it's really come to a head. So the last four months, to be very honest, he's had really bad days and he's had really good days. And I'd say he's had more off days than good days in the last four months. Now he has still been able to function, um, pretty normally. So if you saw him, you would never know. Um, but when you live with someone who is, does not feel themselves at all in the least, it's a very different experience for that person, even though they can still show up and perform in a way that other people would not know anything is going on in their lives. So, especially when you're in this helping profession, aren't we really good at that? We're really good at that men and women. So, um, I think I've taken Sean back to the emergency room since his heart attack three times, the most recent time being last week on Thursday. And the reason for that is because he feels certain things in his body that do not feel right. And he doesn't know what they are. Um, no one is really answering any of his questions. No one seems to be able to give him answers. No one really seems to care that much or try to get to the bottom of it beyond like, oh, we can just give you some more medicine. 
And again, Sean's someone who's really intuitive and very in tune with his body. And he's been through a lot in his life with his body and his health. So he's usually pretty dead on um, with what he thinks is going on, despite what a doctor has ever said to him. So like, for instance, he was told he'd never have a kid because he had testicular cancer and we have an 11 year old and she came naturally. So um, where was I going with this? Um, he has gone back to the emergency room three times. And ultimately what we have kind of concluded, not from the help of doctors, by the way, but that he is not having a heart attack because they always do an EKG. They always take your blood. The levels are good. Um, it, the best way for me to describe it would be if you were constantly having an anxiety attack, borderline panic attack, and it was lasting 24 hours and there was no reprieve, or there was a little bit of reprieve for two hours and it would come back, but you couldn't stop it. That's what his, that's what he's like. And so when that happens, he's like, am I having a heart attack? Am I going to die? I don't want to die. I'm not ready to leave you on Brighton. And then it kind of becomes like this freak out. And then it's like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to go to the emergency room. And so he goes and he's there for until the wee hours of the morning. And he calls me and I pick him up. So last week that happened again. Um, he did have blood work recently and everything looked great, but his iron levels were a little high. Now that is something that Sean has dealt with for many, many years, uh, high iron. And the way that you deal with high iron levels is you basically just go donate blood and it brings your iron levels down back to a normal level. And then you're fine again. And he knows when that's happening in his body. So the last few weeks when this weirdness feeling is happening all over again, and I took him to the emergency room last Thursday, he's like, I know it's my iron. I know my iron level is too high and I need to go donate blood. Well, when he saw his doctor last week, the doctor said, um, the only level that's a little higher than normal is your iron. And like, that was all he said about it. And so I took Sean to go donate blood Saturday. Um, when you're, if you're listening to this, the day of the release, this, that was seven days ago and they would, he, they, he couldn't donate blood and you cannot donate blood. And, and if you have uh, had a heart attack in the last six months. So of course you can't donate blood. They did notice that his iron levels were high. And one of the um, not so hot things of having a high iron level is that that can cause heart attacks and liver damage. And that can happen really fast if your iron levels are too high for too long. And I'm not talking years long, I'm talking weeks or months. So gone unchecked for too long and it can have devastating effects. So that was Saturday couldn't give blood, calls a doctor. The doctor thinks he's a crazy person because he's going and giving blood for all this time. And he just sends them. He just says, you just need a hematologist. I'm not going to write you a note to donate blood. So Saturday and Sunday were okay days for Sean, but obviously all this is in his head now and he's worried. So then the, uh, let's see now we're at Monday. So five days ago, we drove North two hours to see Sean's parents because we were on our way to North Carolina. So our plan was leave Monday morning, drive up to see Sean's parents, stay the night, drive to North Carolina, which is today. At the, it's eight, it's almost 8.30 PM right now because I'm a little behind recording my podcast for this week. And um, 
we were going to drive up to North Carolina, stay here at a bed and breakfast right down the street from my parents, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, come back to Florida Saturday. So we're at Sean's parents all day yesterday. He was not feeling great. Again, it's like this off sort of like borderline anxiety attack sort of feeling. If you've ever had an anxiety attack, you know what I mean, but it's like, it doesn't go away no matter what you try. And so yesterday was not a good day. And he's like, by the nighttime, he's like, really, really, really freaking out. And he's like, I I don't think I can go to North Carolina. And we drive, by the way, up there. It's like a nine hour drive. So this morning, he is not feeling well. It's having a really, really hard time. You know, it's like, basically, like, do I go to the hospital? Uh, What do I do? I've got to get this blood out of me. Um, uh, So in that moment, we made the decision and it was really Sean's decision. And in our family, my husband is the leader and I do what my husband asks of me. And, uh, he said, I want you to go, I'm going to stay here. Um, his parents are there and his plan was, so our plans changed, right? So it's like, you know, we had our tears, we had our, our love yous and I drove me and Brighton all the way up to North Carolina today. And we also have a dog. <laughs> so then it was like, do, do we leave the dog here? Do we take the dog with us? And you have a really short period of time to make these kinds of decisions. You know, it's not like you had, we didn't have five hours to sit around and like try to figure it out. You know, you're, you're in a, a heightened state of emotions. You've got multiple people involved, uh, m- multiple people involved. You've got an animal. Uh, like, what do you do? You know, things are not going to go as planned and who's going to make the decisions here because somebody has got to make them. And so we made our decision and, um, we drove up Brighton and I got here today around five 30 to my parents. And I've checked in with Sean a couple of times. He went to try to give blood in three different places and it was a no go. So the first place he went to was a blood donor place. And they, before you give blood, before you donate blood, they, they check your blood first to see you know, what's going on with it before they'll draw it. And they told him his iron level was dangerously high. And he also found out that when your iron level is over a certain level, you cannot give blood. So he was denied again today to give blood. And then he went to two emergency rooms and believe it or not, emergency rooms do not have the capability to um, take your blood like that. Maybe some do, but the two he went to did not. So he is now going to try a third place tomorrow to see if he can. And again, Sean has been donating blood for six years, probably once a quarter, and it always works. Um, Even if you can go look it up, you can go look it up online. If you have high high iron levels, it even suggests like, that's what you do. That's how you handle this. So um, that is his story. That is our story. And let me just give you a couple of tips here. Um, Oh, and things are up in the air. So I will keep you all posted on Sean. He is definitely very concerned. We are all concerned because iron, high iron levels can call lead to heart attacks and liver damage. I think I said that at the beginning. So, um, you know, it's not fun to go to sleep at night because you wonder, am I going to wake up tomorrow morning? Um, and that is a big reality check about life and people in our lives and why we're here and what we're meant to be, who we're meant to be, what we're meant to do while we're here and not take relationships and connections and our purpose for granted. So all of this to say, be agile and adaptable. Life is going to happen. 
unexpected things are going to happen in your business. It's going to happen probably every day. So be ready for it. Be ready. Be ready. Um, Let me give you a couple of like, I'll give you some practical tips. Like, how do I sound so calm talking about this? How do I, how do I deal with this stuff? Um, I can't tell you how many, how many times in my life and, and especially in my business, I mean, I'm handling something unexpected every single day. I don't know. I don't know anyone who isn't. And it's just par for the course. Honestly, if you're not living a a life in, in fear and you're just trying to live in safety, if you're, you know, risk averse, then maybe unexpected things aren't happening for you every day. But when you're really going for it and you're living on the edge and you're living life to the fullest and you're going for it as a company owner, expect the unexpected to happen every day. So how do you deal with it when it happens in the moment? Number one, remain calm. It is in your best interest to remain calm because if this involves other people, more than likely, not everybody is going to be as calm as you. Um, I do actually think that's one of my superpowers is the ability to, to remain very, very calm when other people's emotions are running high and a situation is relatively chaotic. I can remain very calm. And I also speak to myself internally in a really calm manner. I take really deep breaths. So tip number one is remain calm. Um, Number two, decide prior to unexpected occurrences how you're going to respond. Really on an energetic field. For me, it's calmness. Why calmness? Because you're going to make better, smarter, more powerful, aligned decisions for all involved when you stay calm. So decide prior, are you going to say something to yourself? Are you going to take deep breaths? Are you going to pause for 10 seconds before you speak? You know, what is it going to be for you? Prepare some way that you can handle that unexpected decision and and decide how you're going to respond. Are you going to respond by getting angry? Are you going to respond by uh, just being mean to people? Are you going to respond by throwing a temper tantrum because things don't go your way? Are you going to respond by throwing your hands up in the air? Are you going to respond by giving up? Really? Uh, Decide how you're going to respond to unexpected occurrences, all unexpected occurrences, including financial, because, oh, by the way, we have those too. Number three, take deep breaths as often as you need. Number four, ask for help. Not something I like to do at all. I don't like to do it. (laughs) Ask for help. Who are you going to ask for help? Who do you know you can ask for help? Have that list already available. You know what you're getting ready to do, whether it's a launch and you need to ask your team for help or a peer or a colleague. If this is a life thing, do you have a friend? Do you have a parent? Do you have a sibling? Who can you call? Ask for help. Um, With my life occurrence this week, it was Sean's parents. That's who he asked for help from. And they were, it just so happened we happened to be at their home. We asked for help. That was also a hard ask because they're going on a cruise Saturday. They leave on Friday. So now you feel like this burden because they haven't finished packing. They have all these things to get ready. 
but you know, family's family. So be okay asking for help. Number five, let your emotions flow. Um, I cried a few times today and that's okay. So whatever emotion is coming up, let it come up. It doesn't have to stay there, right? It does not have to stay there for a really long extended period of time, but let yourself feel those emotions. Number six, this is a huge one. This is a huge one that I think we really let ourselves off the hook for. Honor your commitments, even if you do the bare minimum. This podcast is a really good example. My podcast producer messaged me yesterday, last night, I think it was like 10 o'clock. Hey, it's Thanksgiving week. When are you going to have your solo episode ready? And I said, I'll have it to you by the end of the day tomorrow. It's now 8.33. She'll have it by the end of the day today. So still honor your commitment. If you're in the middle of a launch, launch. Um, I think I have to say this one. I see a lot of um, people who are in coaching programs and they don't honor their financial commitments. And typically it's not because the money's not there. It's because they are running the same old story and the same old pattern. And they are addicted to being separated from what they want. And they are addicted to being separated with not having the amount of money that they want. And so the minute things start to look a little tight or the minute they didn't make a sale this week or the minute the bank account gets below a certain amount, they bail out faster than they said yes. I am a huge believer in integrity. In fact, it's my number one core value. No matter what is going on, you find a way to still honor your commitments, even if all you do is the bare minimum. And oh, by the way, you can still honor your commitments by asking other people to help you fulfill what maybe you cannot do on your own. And then finally, have a plan. Always have a plan. I know there's so much resistance to planning. Look, I get it. I get it. Nothing ever goes as planned. I get it. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean you're going to get the result you want. But I promise you, when you have a plan, it is easier to course correct when something happens that was not in that plan that you never could have had in your plan to begin with. You never could have put it in the plan because you didn't know it was going to happen. But I promise you, when you actually have a plan in place, it is a thousand percent easier for you to course correct when that unexpected thing happens. Because leading up to that, it hasn't been chaotic. So you have the ability to course correct with greater levels of ease and flow and confidence that anything is figure outable. So whatever you might be dealing with right now, whatever unexpected thing comes up for you this week or tomorrow or next week, or maybe your new year doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to go, or you don't close out December the way that you wanted to, or the launch that you're planning in December goes haywire, know that you can figure anything out, stay calm, go into everything with a plan, honor your commitments, take some deep breaths, and don't take anything for granted. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Megan J. Huber. And come on over to our brand new Facebook group, Tribe of Legends, Scalable and Sustainable 
Seven Figure Growth Strategies. I would love to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.